A, does that feel right to you? And B, are you going to Google how to apply for NBA mascot jobs? Uh, I'll answer your second question first. The answer is yes. <laughs> It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. The regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin as he listens to episode number 152 of the Promo Upfront podcast. That's right, kids. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, let's call him the major of all things, Max, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the Kashoctin are you? You know what? I'm doing great. Anytime I get to be serenaded first thing by a little Billy Joel, I I, I, I like that one. That one's a good one. Um, no, I'm actually doing really well. Uh, a little overwhelmed, but I think that, you know, that just it, it, that yeah, ebbs and flows, you know. Um, but yeah, things are going well. Um, you know, it's it's June. So I'm rocking it, it all, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, getting ready to head to uh, Kansas City this weekend for Big Slick. Uh, oh, so awesome. I'm on my big slick regalia. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to that. Sandy and I are heading out That's gonna be for great. the weekend there and looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, I, uh, you know, got me to thinking as things yeah. often do, uh, you know, they do. things get me to think. And so I don't know about you, but I'm really excited when we get to welcome a new sponsor to the Promo Upfront podcast. We get to do that today and our friends over at Logo Mats. Mm. And I've got a bottom line for you, Kirby. They're awesome. And I think you already know. This. You <laughs> I know, do. A lot, I do. Of, a lot of distributors just don't think of mats as a promotional product. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I think you'd agree. They're missing out and they're missing yeah. out big time. It's one of the most profitable products in the branded merchandise space with insanely high margins. And it's a super easy add-on to sell for our current clients. And let's face it. If you think about your clients, Mr. and Mrs. Distributor, they're using mats. Don't you think it should have their brand on it, their logo yeah. on it? I think it should. I think Kirby would agree with me as well. Kirby, I think you know the answer to that question. The answer is yes, isn't it? They yeah. should have brands on those mats. Yeah, and, and honestly, one of the things, and and we we have, like if you walk into our uh, lobby, we have logo mats um, logoed. We've done them for ourselves. And that's one of the things I would recommend is to work with them to, you know, practice what you preach so that when people walk in, they actually see it. And we've done it with a couple different kinds of the logo mats. So you've got the, you know, the, the, the kind that actually absorbs water. I think it's called the water hog and then uh, some others. And so, yeah, not only great imprint, yeah. great quality. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan too, Kirby. I couldn't agree more. And one thing more about logo mats, and this is something I absolutely love. They love to say no. Now that might <laughs> shock you. They love to say no. No to setup fees, no to hard fees, and no to minimums. Those are three things that are super important to say no to, yeah. and that's what our good pals at Logo Mats do. Everything's made right here in the US of A, which is why they're happy to offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if anything doesn't go exactly right, and I will tell you, I've worked with Logo Mats. I know, Kirby, you have. Yeah. I've never had anything go wrong, but let's say on the off chance something does... 
they're going to replace the mat or refund the distributor 100% of the time. That's a guarantee you can take yeah. to the bank. And I love that they stand behind not only the product, but also the manufacturing and the quality of it. So if you email uh, orders at logomatsllc.com, all one word, logomatsllc.com, and mention this little podcast of ours, the Promo Upfront Podcast, they're going to send you a sample kit for free. But even better, if you mention the Promo Upfront Podcast and place an order between today, which is June 1st, so tomorrow when this drops, between June 1st to 2023 and June 30th of 2023, they're going to give you 5% off your total mm -hmm. mat order. Now, that's an extra 5% in your pocket. Uh, maybe it'll help you win an order if you're in a real competitive situation, or maybe it's just extra profit for you. But that's what they that's want awesome. to do for promo front listeners. So that's awesome. So head over to pro, to logomatsllc.com today. Miles Wadsworth, the great team over there, they're going to take care of you, and you won't be sorry you did. All right, Kirby. So we have uh, episode number 152 today, and, and I've got a couple good topics today. I have the upfront. I want to talk about... Uh, something that was announced yesterday, actually, on mm. uh, May 31st. The Women of Achievement Awards mm, have yeah. been uh, announced by uh, PPI, Pro Pro Promotional Products Association International. Uh, they're giving away two this year. Usually they give away one. They're doing two this year. Patricia awesome. Dugan, who's the VP of Sales at uh, uh, and Marketing at Budget Card. Mm -hmm. And I don't, know, I don't know Patricia very well, but reading her bio, very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, seems like she's a serial give back person, which I always love. Yeah. And then the other recipient is someone you and I both know, know very well, which is Brittany David, who's the Chief Revenue Officer over at Snugs USA. Uh, she is bright, creative, amazing, uh, perhaps most importantly, an Aggie. So gig them. Um, <laughs> so I love that PPAI is announcing this leading up to Women's Leadership Conference later this month. It's such a perfect time to announce this. So obviously, I'd like some some comments from you. And then I have a question about just awards in general. But I'd love to hear you wax poetic, if you might, about uh, the Women of Achievement uh, recipients. Yeah, I, and again, I, I I don't know Patricia as well, um, uh, but obviously Brittany, uh, you and I both know Brittany, and I think so. I can say I I absolutely love the recognition of people doing good in our community, the community being our industry. And so mm -hmm. like, honestly, um, and, and obviously it's even more special when you know somebody and you, you can, you can attest to, you know, the, the attributes that they're being recognized for. And so that's exciting, right. but honestly, I, my take on this and, uh, you know, we talk about lists sometimes, but just the basic recognition of good work in yeah. in in the community in the industry, like we could do this every week if it were up to me. Yeah, I, I, I like this I, makes me feel better about humanity, about our industry, about the things we do. And so, Patricia, Brittany, congrats, and honestly, thank you. So, yeah, one hundred percent couldn't echo your comments better. Uh, so, totally agree. Thank you both very much for your contributions yeah. and your continued contributions. But one of the things I thought about was exactly what you said. I love awards like this. Yeah, yeah, it's subjective. I don't really care about that. It's an award and recognition yeah. and it's always going to be subjective. And I think it's wonderful. But I was thinking, what awards would you like to see? Mm. Um, and and so I'm kind of blindsiding with you with this. So mm -hmm. I, I've got a couple, or if you would like to go, if something's popped into your head, I will I will yield the microphone. I'll give you a two that just, again, just popped into my yeah. head mm -hmm. and one of them might've just popped out. Um, so... Um, so I think the, 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 I think for lack of a better term, sort of, and this could be like from my perspective, monthly, 
the give right. back award. Like there okay. are Love some that. folks that, and I think we've recognized that. I think Danny and um, Danny Rosen and Roger Burnett both got like, uh, like sort of almost like lifetime achievement awards, but like on a regular right. basis, those folks who are giving back in the, in the uh, industry are uh, recognizing those around the industry, because I think there's great work being done in, in a lot of the regionals, but also in some of the nonprofits. So on a regular basis, recognizing those folks, that would be the the, the one. And then I, I don't know if this is what I'm, this will make sense, Bill, because it is off the top of my head, but some sort of marketing ambassador for the industry. Okay. Um, like so someone who is, um, you know, obviously in doing this, you're going to promote your own company, but I think it's much sure. more like, okay, how do you um, represent our industry in such a way that it elevates the industry. And I think there are a lot of people yeah. doing good work in that space. And I think recognizing those on a regular basis, both, both of mine are not yearly, <laughs> like let's, right. let's, let's bring it up quarterly or right. whatever. Um, I think because those give us people that inspire us, but also, um, people we want to emulate. Right. Like I'm like, Ooh, I, I love what they're doing. How can I build right. upon that? And so those are the two that just popped into my head. Right. No, I love those two. Um, I was thinking me personally, I thought more in terms of yearly. I, I, yeah, I'm i kind fine. of on the fence with a monthly thing because um, sometimes I think that becomes a little bit of a, Maybe. Of, of a of, I don't know any other word to describe it, a chore for the people who are choosing that. That's Fair. a very, but maybe quarterly, we could kind of split the difference. But yeah. I, I love regardless whether it's monthly, annually, quarterly. Yeah. I love the two you came up with. The ones I thought of were I'd love to see um, you know, something, these are, I, in, in my mind, these are all nominated. These are not pay to play awards, Love like it. Pyramid yes. awards things like that. Yeah, these yeah. are all nominated. It's peer nominated. Yeah. Um, and one I thought was uh, again, and I, I wave the banner of service providers. And so I'm going to start off with that. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see an innovator of the year. That's just for service providers, yeah. just service, but you know, someone who's innovated, whether it's an app, uh, like our friend Jason Noakes over at Promo Pulse, yep. whether it's uh, a program like Pokes of Common Skew, so a service or something maybe ASI is doing, or maybe even PPA. I don't. It doesn't matter. But someone in the service provider sector, we often get so well, not often. We're always overlooked. We're always kind of the redheaded stepchild of of the industry, and I don't mm -hmm. love that. And so I think taking the time to recognize those innovators would be important. So that's number one. Number two. I called it agency of the year. Now this is open only for distributors, but it's based on creativity and innovation, not sales. Mm -hmm. I think too often we get caught up in uh, the numbers and you mm -hmm. miss out on a lot of good companies that are doing some really amazing things. Maybe they are newer. Maybe they have just different ways of doing things and maybe they just don't hit that top 50 yeah. threshold or whatever like the, the threshold is. So the agency of the year and that again, Kind of instead of calling it a distributor, we start changing the dynamic. Yeah, and I do like the, the changing the of language. language. Yeah. Okay. You got another? And then I got one more, and this is probably lame. Uh, <laughs> you know, I probably should. I probably should have just quit while I was ahead. But I think you got to recognize suppliers too, and maybe innovative product of the year. You know, we ASI okay. does a. You know, what is the product of the year? Almost like the man of the year for or person of the year for time, I should say. But I, I'd love, so I guess it's already done. So I guess I can stop talking now. Um, but I'd like to see, I'd like to see that, you know, specifically recognizing a supplier for bringing something new to the market, I guess is the way I'm trying to position it. Yeah, I like that. And maybe it's not one product. Maybe it's a product line. Maybe it's a, could be. hey, you, you, could... you came up with the most innovative new product, you know, uh, selection. I don't know. It That's could... 
it could be a new way to present a product that's been in existence yeah. for years. It could, but I, I something that elevates the the product offering specifically in the industry. Okay, so I want to. You, you've got my wheels turning. Um, so on the uh, service provider innovator award. Yeah. Okay. So what month are we going to announce our service provider innovator of the year award? Yeah, so we, we keep we this. keep banging that drum. So let's stop. Well, I actually you know, yapping our lips and actually do it. <laughs> I'm going to answer your question. It's something that I've talked about for a few years, and you know this. Uh, it was kind of jokingly based off the Dundies of the office. I said I'm going to give out the Brandies from Brandivate. Okay. Um, and so I'm actually that that might be in development. Kirby. Okay. You and good. I can talk offline about that, yeah, but yeah. it yeah, might because... be time to bring it. Might be time to dust off the brandies idea. Yeah, I like it because I was thinking about it while you were talking about it. Because you're right, PPAI is you know could be uh, considered a service provider or whatever, and it's like Absolutely. so they. I don't know that they're the right folks to do it, and so I'm like, well, okay. Whenever that happens, and I look around, I'm like, well, I'll do We it. could do it. <laughs> so yep, I think absolutely. that's interesting. No, why, why couldn't we? Yeah, so I, I might like dust that. off the brandies again. I don't know. I, okay. So we can talk about that offline. But okay, you know, I like it. I like it too. You know what else I like, Kirby? I got I like questions I ask rhetorically to distributors on a <laughs> weekly basis. And here's the one I've got this week. Hey, distributors, is your marketing working? If you can't answer that question with an immediate, oh, why certainly it is, Bill and Kirby, uh, then you need to reach out to our good pals at Promo Pulse. We just mentioned them a moment ago. They can help you consistently amplify your sales through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing that's so easy. You customize it, you set it, you forget it. In five minutes, the results are amazing. Kirby's used a lot of contributors who listen to this uh, broadcast uh, have used it as well. Uh, you can learn more at promopulse.io slash amp. You won't be sorry you did. All right, Kirby, you got a topic for us? I do. And I just, I, this might be a quick one, but I, I'm just kind of curious. Um, so uh, just saw this headline this morning. Uh, Delta Airlines has been hit with a proposed class action lawsuit Alleging, mm -hmm. alleging that the carrier's claims to be the world's first carbon neutral airline is false and misleading. So essentially, okay. they are being sued for um, greenwashing. Mm -hmm. um, so in early 2020, Delta announced it would spend a billion to mitigate greenhouse gas emissions. Um, and it's been filed in a California federal court. Um, the complaint alleges that the carbon credits that a lot of the folks are utilizing to say that they're you know, carbon neutral are, quote, junk. Mm -hmm. And that e-conscious flyers would not have bought Delta tickets if they'd known the airline was not genuinely carbon neutral. Okay. So just want to give you a background on that. So okay. my question mm -hmm. really about this is not specifically about Delta. It's more about mm -hmm. the idea that I think many organizations are, um, whether they are working to be carbon neutral there's a lot mm -hmm. of folks that are working to market that they are mm -hmm. carbon neutral. So mm -hmm. I guess the question is, is there a concern? Is there a concern from the brand's perspective that we are pushing so hard to tell our story about how great we are that we might be overselling it? Oh, I don't think there's a concern. I think it's an actual epidemic. Yeah. Um, okay. I think so many companies rushed. First of all, you know, a couple things. One, again, who's the governing body? Who is actually auditing Delta mm -hmm. and any other organization that claims to be carbon neutral, whether it's, you know, I, I, I know, like, for example, I'm a big Formula One fan. Yep. They're pledging to be carbon neutral or, you know, uh, basically carbon neutral by 2030. 
Uh, I don't know who's auditing that. I have no yeah. idea. It's great marketing. It looks good. It's at every race. And yeah. then, no, if they're their whole, they have a great tagline, net zero by 2030. It sounds wonderful. Awesome. Yay. I don't know who's auditing that. I don't know who audits the Delta Airlines thing. And I think sometimes good intentions, mm-hmm. as my dad used to say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> I think good intentions sometimes get blurred with uh, uh, trendy marketing. And mm-hmm. when those lines get blurred, I think, you know, exaggeration tends to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't work at Delta and I don't work at a, a governing body that, you know, decides if they're closer to, you know, carbon neutral, whatever they're trying to to achieve. My guess is they're taking steps to do that. Because yeah. A, it's it's not only good for the environment, it's good for business as well. Yeah, of course. Are they Are they where they're claiming to be? I doubt it. I don't, I, there's probably something to this. Now, does that mean there should be a class action lawsuit filed? No. Does that mean that <laughs> people are, I mean, yes, I am sure there are people that do choose where, how they fly or what airline they choose to fly on based on um, sustainability. I'd say 98% of people choose the airline they fly on, fly on based on convenience and price. Yeah. They know that it's not a carbon neutral. They know it's not a, a, a very friendly, a planet friendly uh, method of travel. It's just an is. Yeah. So to answer your question, um, I don't love frivolous lawsuits. This feels yeah. frivolous to me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're going to if you're going to put yourself out there as an organization that we've accomplished this and it's something that people pay attention to. You better be able to back it up because, you know, I think there, there might be merit to the case. I think yeah. it's silly, but there might be merit to it. Yeah. I I, I find myself saying a lot because um, I get questions. There's there's backlash about other, um, you know, marketing campaigns, you know, mm-hmm. in the, the Pride Month is, is something that is there's been a lot of pushback. And yeah. people... Because we're in the marketing space, some of my clients will be like, well, you're in the marketing space. What do you think about this? And I think that um, the thing I find myself saying all the time is that if what you are marketing is core to your identity, you have nothing to worry about. Correct. Right. I, I think that where and you've been ta- sort of banging this drum for a couple of years is that we we change our profile picture and think, oh, now now we're doing this yep. and now we're doing this. But it's not who we are as at our core. Yeah. Um, you know, I think of, you know, if you are supporting uh, carbon neutral and that's who you are, you're, right. you're that's that's going to be even if people kind of nitpick things with your thing, you're like, but you can stand on this is our mission this is who we are and i think right. the same thing is true about support of the lbgtq community if that's who you right. are and you get pushback from that you don't care because the people right. who are pushing back are not your people because it's part of your core but, where where we step outside is where we get in trouble so go ahead i'm sorry i know no i completely agree with you i think you know it does lead into that conversation of it's pride month do we change our profile pictures it's something you know, I struggle with uh, with brand debate. Do we do that? I have many LGBTQ friends, yeah, and, and I I am very supportive of that. Uh, I, I you know I you'll find you know and that there's always there's always dangerous territory to walk in. Sure, but it's like if I don't change my profile picture, does that mean I automatically don't support that? <laughs> and then if I change my profile picture, am I just hopping on a bandwagon? So I'm, I'm honestly, I sat at the computer this morning. I've got one, I've got a new uh, uh, you know, profile pic for my socials made up. Do I do that? And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the right thing is. Absolutely. I support that cause just like I support 
lowering greenhouse gases and being carbon neutral. But you know what? I don't want to change my profile pic every five minutes. And I also <laughs> don't want to be viewed as being trendy. So yeah. I think what you said is right. I love what you said. You know, you have your core values that really are ingrained in the culture and fabric of your, you know, it's woven in the tapestry of your, the fabric yeah. of your organization. When you start going outside of that, um, it's not that you can't, it's just pay close, close attention to the details because yeah. it's not something you might be as familiar with. So yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with, you know, Pride Month and doing things like that. I, what are you going to do with Haasman? You know, I, I think that your point about uh, the idea that I don't change my profile picture doesn't mean it, that I'm not yeah. in support of anything. Um, and I do, you know, and I, to be honest, on neither side of this, am I interested in being bullied <laughs> So yeah. as a brand? Well, but I, I, what I do know is that when I make a change to my um, anything to do with marketing, I'm not just representing me. Um, right. I'm representing uh, Kelly Bow and Jeff Wickerham and all these other right. people. And so I am um, cognizant of that. And honestly, if it's not a part of specific to our core values, then I'm not yeah. I, just like I'm not going to, um, you know, ch change it for any of the other things. I'm probably right. not. That being said, I, you know, I'm, I'm, that doesn't mean I'm anti. So. No, I agree. And it makes me remind, it reminds me there's a Seinfeld episode. And if anybody watched Seinfeld, there's a wonderful Seinfeld where um, Kramer got stuck doing, uh, there was an AIDS walk. AIDS mm -hmm. was a big problem at the time, still is obviously. Yeah. But uh, they wanted him, maybe it was, I don't remember what it was, but they wanted, people wanted him, he got swept up and wanted to walk to support them. But he didn't want to wear the ribbon. Yeah. And there were people who got really upset with Kramer, yeah. violently so, like they beat him up. <laughs> Because he wouldn't wear the ribbon. He's, I just don't want to wear the ribbon. I'm supporting yeah. you, but I don't want to wear the ribbon. And that's kind of where I feel I'm at. Yeah. yeah. So don't don't beat my Cosmo Kramer up. Good topic, Kirby. Good, good topic. You have anything you want to add to that before nope, we No, that's on? good. Good stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, HBO Max. Are you familiar with HBO Max as a streaming service, Kirby? I am. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad. Barely. Yeah. Okay. So Max, they've changed their name. To, yeah, they've changed their name to Max. And it is a complete abject branding nightmare. <laughs> okay. um, so and I'll tell you why. So I, I, I subscribe to HBO Max through YouTube TV. The transition from HBO Max to Max was a disaster. It was laden with friction. So I did some research. So according to the company, the issue from their perspective, from a branding perspective, was the HBO part of it, not the Max part of it. Now, HBO owns Cinemax. That's how they combined the two names, HBO mm. Max. All right. I don't think I knew that. So, okay, cool. Yeah. So HBO is known for their edgy, groundbreaking uh, shows geared towards adults, not kids. Succession, Sopranos, Games of Thrones, Game of Thrones, things like that. And they said, the quote was, we want to be welcoming to all and easily recognizable, including a key customer segment, kids and families um i never looked at hbo as adult i always viewed hbo as premium the mm. content there was okay. amazing and given their their um ownership of cinemax which as a prepubescent child called it skinemax right. for a variety of reasons it seems very interesting to me that now they're embracing that max thing mm -hmm. uh if for yeah. their branding so, you know, I think dropping the premium brand in HBO is a completely horrible idea. 
like I said, you had to download new apps, you had to do logins again. And, and I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, if you have more than one or two streaming services, they're all a pain on some yeah. levels because yeah, yeah. they all are different. And, and HBO Max was a terrible app to begin with. Now it's even worse. Um, and so it overall feels like they're trying to be something they're not mm -hmm. because they've added Discovery Plus. Now they're owned by Warner Media. And so HBO Max is, or excuse me, Max is now, it's got HBO and all the things HBO had plus Discovery Plus. Um, so I, I, the question I have for you, if you were combining the assets of HBO with discovery plus what would you have done for the rebranding so you you've had this you have this hbo thing dumped in your lap you know that discovery plus is now going to be part of your offerings what would you have done and wow. i'm kind of laying this on you yeah um you know i i, I think that What's interesting is you said HBO wasn't adult. It was premium oh, in your mind. That's my from my yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I guess I have thought of it as adult because all the stuff that okay. you said is stuff that like as a kid, like, it's HBO not kid had, friendly. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so if you are saying, hey, we're combining this, um, I do think that's a that's a real challenge um, because you're saying, oh, well, now we're also kid and family friendly. It, to me, it actually goes back to what we were just talking about, about knowing who you are and what you are and being really mm -hmm. consistent with that. Um, yeah. So I don't know that I combining all those services and part of it is I don't understand the integration of how the app works. So how do you I, keep yeah. kids from seeing the, yeah, if you're the, saying it's family friendly, well, Game of Thrones ain't. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? They've, like, they've already announced that it's going to take about three weeks to fix the app. I mean, they rolled it out and they knew it had issues. So that was just dumb from a, from a customer yeah. Yeah, uh, relations perspective. So, yeah. Well, so, so I, I don't know that I have a, yeah. a specific thing other than maybe I wouldn't have tried to do that. Like, and again, yeah. I think that's the, that's the advice I would say is just back to like, don't change for every thing. If it's not authentic to you, the same is true right. with like HBO max, be the best version of HBO max. I mean, if you want to add the programs that are discovery plus <laughs> great, it's not right. like I can't watch them <laughs> as a right. 49 year old guy, I, but, like, but I don't want my, uh, grandson watching, uh, yeah, whatever it's the Sopranos. I, like, I like, so totally, totally agree. You, you came to, you arrived at the same conclusion I did. The name HBO Max wasn't the problem. I agree. There was no, you solved a problem that didn't exist. Yeah. Is what you did. Yeah. No one thought HBO Max, I'm not going to subscribe to it because of HBO. HBO, when it was formed, stand for Home Box Office. That was yeah. the name of it. It was a cable premium. It was a premium cable TV service. It's not with basic. That's, yeah. that's why I associate with premium content. Yeah. So I think eight, eight, four out of five people, I think if you ask them what thought comes to mind when you think of HBO, I think they think high quality shows and movies, things right. like that. I yeah. There would be people who might think adult, but I think I planted that seed in your mind. Yeah. Personally. Well, well maybe, I think but I also, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, but I also think, Again, I, the, the programs that I would want to watch on there are all yeah. stuff that I wouldn't watch with my kids, right? Like, so, right. So, I, I, the idea of making but, it family friendly is it's, it's a strange stretch to me. Well, see, I would, and see, where I push back with you is HBO can be any network has adult shows on it. Any, mm -hmm. any, I don't care what, well, sure. maybe, maybe not Discovery Plus because it's all food and gardening and stuff like that, but 
most of your networks, most of your other premium subscription services, there are things on Apple TV like Ted Lasso that are very family friendly. But are they? I mean, you have Ted, no. uh, you have uh, you have Roy Kent <laughs> saying the F word every five seconds. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't think of that as adult. They've got a lot of mm. programming geared toward families and kids. Same thing with HBO. They own the entire DC universe. So you're telling me Batman movies aren't geared toward kids? They are. So HBO, in my mind, wasn't the problem. What the problem? What they they created a problem. All they need to do is reposition it. Say yeah. HBO Max because I, I like the now fact that includes Max. Yeah, yeah, I like the fact they use the word Max. A, yeah. it's a throwback to they own Cinemax, but B, everything's plus. I'm so tired of this plus. That <laughs> yeah. plus. So yeah. I like that. All you do is reposition it. Say we are now a branding entertainment hub with something for everyone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, There's like that. your solution. Yeah, but you I know like what? That. Yeah, they need to hire us, Kirby. All right, you got another <laughs> topic, Kirby? You got one more? Or are we good? No, one more. And, and so you brought back a game last week, which was really fun. I did. Um, and I don't have a game, um, but oh, but the promo up front, boo. party in the back, right? It was just a yes. fun topic, right? So I yeah. just saw this literally this morning, and I don't know that it's much of a topic, but I did think it was funny. So okay. So the Denver Nuggets are uh, playing the Miami Heat in the, the NBA championship. That, that doesn't matter, but just bear with me on this. I'm uh, bearing. De the De Denver Nuggets are favored to win the championship. But no matter what the scoreboard says, the team will have one guaranteed winner on the court. It's mascot, Rocky. Okay. 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 The mountain lion okay. is the highest paid mascot in the league, raking in a $625,000 annual salary for being the mascot. So, A, does that feel right to you? And B, are you going to Google how to apply for NBA mascot jobs? Uh, I'll answer your second question first. The answer is yes. Um, that that is obscene money. I always, I mean, I know it's probably hot and stinky in there, like a like a really bad hockey uh, uh, duffel bag, but uh, that's insane money. <laughs> Well, I mean, especially when I know what like the dance teams and the cheerleaders and all them, yeah. they make nothing. They like, make it's nothing. Unbe it's unbelievable. No, how little I, they make. I think. So, I, I mean, think we're talking. Until... When I say nothing, just to be clear, like we're talking yeah. three grand a year for, for well, like, think... dance teams and stuff like that. It is oh, absurd. I think up until like five or ten years ago, I'd have to check my my timeline on this, but like the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders were paid twenty five dollars a game. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. It's the most famous cheerleading team on the planet. Yeah. So the fact that uh, some uh, numbskull is, uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, some, some, uh, the fact that some, you know, dude is or chick or someone is in that uh, uh, mascot suit for 625 grand a year. Kirby, you and I are in the wrong <laughs> business, but I'll tell you who's not in the wrong business, and that's our good pals over at Logomatch. You know why? They know exactly what they're doing. They are experts at it. Logomatch. I love when a brand when a brand tells you exactly what they do, and yep. that's exactly what they do. They stand behind everything they do with 100% satisfaction guarantee. I love that. It's made here right in the United States, right down the road from me uh, in, in, near uh, in Georgia. So mm -hmm. made here in the United States, they stand behind their quality. And you've got such a great team there with Miles Wadsworth and the entire group there at Logomats. Yeah. So if you email orders at logomatsllc.com and mention this podcast, they're going to send you a sample kit for free. And if you mention, again, this podcast, when you're placing an order for the entire month of June, um, you're going to get 5% off your total mat order. And I got to tell you, that's money in your pocket that gives you a little bit of a competitive advantage. Yeah. 
take them up on that and please mention the promo front podcast we certainly would appreciate it so head over to logomatsllc.com today you won't be sorry you did kirby i wish you a fabulous first friday of june as this drops that's right